Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up, everyone? I'm excited to announce our guest for episode 22, Steve Whitney. Steve is a Soma Breath Master Instructor, certified Vinyasa Yoga teacher. He's trained in Vipassana, Buddhist, and other guided forms of meditation. For the last three years, he's really dedicated every waking moment to studying in the science of breathwork and how to hack your physiology. Now, in this episode, we cover Steve's journey leaving his corporate job as a building engineer to moving to Thailand, diving into his time in Thailand and how he found breath work for his healing amongst many other modalities, the benefits and signs behind breath work and how to hack your physiology, actual breath work practices you can try in and after the episode. Now, this is an action-packed episode, and Steve really radiates with passion for what he does, and I'm excited for you guys to listen in. Also, get introduced to the breathwork modality if you've never heard of it, and if you have, have a deeper understanding of it. So let's dive right in. Steven, thank you for being here all the way from Thailand for an episode of the Growth Lab podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Really appreciate it. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Stephen and I actually met through a, a common connection of ours, uh, New York, um, you know, and, and, and the, the, the Soma team. And we'll talk a little bit more about that with Soma is and, and what they do. Um, but I was speaking to Stephen, uh, you know, about his journey and, um, you know, how he's now a breathwork facilitator, a yoga instructor and many other things uh, uh, in, in Thailand. Um, so let's start there, Steven. I think this is, you know, you, you, you grew up in the U S now you live in Thailand and you teach breath work, right? Like I'm sure that wasn't, uh, uh, the career plan <laughs> mapped out, uh, you know, at an early age. So, so let's, let's, let's start there, you know, kind of fill us in on, you know, how you ended up in Thailand, how you found breath work, and then we can kind of go from there. Yeah. And you're, and you're hundred percent right. At no point in my life did I ever <laughs> think that I was going to be a breath work, um, you know, specialist or, uh, you know, if you would have told me this years ago, I would have told you you're absolutely crazy. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. So, uh, it just shows how we can kind of, uh, evolve and transform in our lives, you know? So, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I lived in Denver, Colorado, and I moved there to get into business. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was about 23, 24 years old and started uh, a building engineering business. <clears throat> so I was a self-taught building engineer and property manager. I got hired on by one of the larger commercial development companies in Colorado, landed that contract and boom, literally overnight, basically, I went from kind of like a maintenance guy to a business owner, landed a huge contract. And all of a sudden, like again, overnight, I was making really, really good money. Hmm. And so I ran that business for about six years. 
Mm-hmm. And through that, it, the business grew and grew and grew. So through that, I gained a ton of stress. Uh, I was working like 14, 16 hour days. Uh, sometimes I'd work at like two, three o'clock in the morning. And uh, I, I weighed almost 200 pounds. I'm five, seven, and my weight is 150. That's like my, my good weight. I was almost 200 pounds. So I, had, I gained a heavy drinking problem, doing lots of drugs, uh, you know, cocaine and stuff on the weekend. And I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle, but I thought I was successful. It was that American dream. I drank good scotch. I had a penthouse apartment, fancy truck, and all the, all the you know, bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. And I was happy. I really was. Not healthy, but I was happy. <laughs> and um, some unfortunate um, occurrences happened. And so my mother had had diabetes uh, for you know, 10 years. No big deal. And she had actually gotten cleared from the doctor's office. And Lo and behold, a week after that, we found her unconscious and we took her to the hospital. And a week after that, she passed away. Mm. And so this uh, really drove me into uh, heavy, heavy amounts of drinking and drugs because I had a reason to do it at that point. And so before that, it was just stress. Now I had a reason. And, uh, and then a year after that, my partner had a, had a heart attack at 28 years old. So at this point, I'm 30, or I was 28. She was 27, I think, 28. And, uh, and no one could quite figure out why, because she was fa- fairly healthy, very healthy, actually. Uh, anyway, so at that point, she flies to Thailand to try and heal her heart. She doesn't follow Western medicine or any of that. So she wanted to heal her heart organically and naturally after the surgery. So she flew to Thailand. And it was there that she called me and said, I don't want to live in Colorado anymore. I want to move to Thailand. And I was like, okay, you're a nutcase. <laughs> I'll see you when you get back home. We'll sit down and we'll talk about this. Yeah. And uh, while she was gone, I got a DUI. Hmm. So I get arrested while she's out of town in Thailand. And um, anyway, make a long story short, I can't leave the country at this point. Because with a, a DUI, you can't leave the country without, you know, certain approvals. So I, I'm, I'm thinking my life is over. So at this point, I'm just praying to my mom, like, come on, I'll change my life. If you can just help me get out of this like situation, I swear I'll do good things. I swear. And I, every single day I prayed and prayed and prayed. And we started to sell our things just in the true belief that for some reason, everything was going to work out. And lo and behold, four months later, um, the case ends up getting fully dismissed. My DUI, wow. like the lawyer, everyone is like, we don't know how, uh, but there wasn't enough information. There wasn't enough proof. And it was just like the sheer luck of God or my mom that, that I, I got out of this DUI. So we got on a plane two weeks later and we landed in Thailand. And uh, so the business was sold. All of our things were sold. The house was sold. And yeah, we landed here on Copenhagen in Thailand. Uh, it's like a, a hub for spirituality, conscious community. The best teachers from around the world all uh, reside here and, and teach here. And so I, I decided to change my life and, and start training and some of this other stuff. So, you know, I could maybe help someone else not have to deal with what I dealt with, with my partner and my mom. Yeah. And uh, that's when things got really interesting because you would think living on a beautiful island meditating every day, doing yoga, fitness, hanging out with cool people, eating amazing food would just be the dream. But that's when I became deeply depressed, Mm -hmm. deeply, deeply depressed and became suicidal, actually. 
Mm. And it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense at all, which was some of the hardest part about it too. But anyway, so for six months, it just got worse. The more I trained in yoga or meditation, energy work, qigong, um, rebirthing, you know, breath work, the worse it got, the worse it got. And it started to scare me at one point. And so I accidentally, um, I went to a restaurant to grab dinner and the restaurant was closed, but in the back room, they were having an event and I didn't want to stay. I didn't want to go, but my partner and my friend made me, they literally had to hold me down, basically kicking and screaming because I was in just such a low vibration. And it was a multi-sensory meditation experience is what it was called. And it was like a movie theater, basically, like an island movie theater. And so what happened is this guy walks out of the room and it's Neeraj, the founder of Soma. And what we did is we watched hypnofractals on a big screen TV. Um, we all wore our own set of wireless headphones and Neeraj guided a breathwork session, a Soma breath, breathwork session for like two and a half, three hours while we watched this big screen and just charged ourselves up. And in that moment, I saw a glimmer of light inside of me that I hadn't seen in a long, long, maybe ever in my life. And that was enough to shift my energy into inspiration, into motivation. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I can do this. Maybe I'm not so bad. You know, maybe I'm not so sick or so unwell. And so I went to Niraj after that. And I said, I have to know more. I don't care. I'll follow you around for every single day. If you'll please just teach me more of this. And uh, yeah, we hung out for about a week. And at that point, he said, you know, would you guys be interested if I put together an instructor training retreat? Would you be interested? I mm -hmm. said, yeah, absolutely. So at that point, that was the evolution of SOMA. And that was the very first SOMA instructor training. And that was about over three years ago. And now we have a thousand instructors around nice. the world. And uh, so, yeah, ever since that day, I've dedicated my entire life to training in the science of pranayama the understanding of the mind and the body, the physiology, the neurology, and, and my life is completely transformed. And so now I lead and manage the instructor training uh, platform and program for our global community. And I help instructors get into other verticals, fitness uh, studios, uh, working with kids, corporate, all sorts of different things. And I specialize in the science and training and working with people one-on-one. -on -one. So it's, it's a huge evolution over the last few years and it, it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, yeah it was not an easy journey at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ben. I, I appreciate you summarizing that quickly because I'm sure there were so many, uh, you know, different elements of that, of, of leaving Denver and, and, you know, coming to Thailand and, you know, there's so many little things that must've happened for you to kind of come to this point where this, this was the, the modality that really worked for you. Uh, you know, I, I bet it was a difficult phase in your life. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now, like, how did you, was, was it specifically because of your partner that you picked Thailand? Like why, why, why move to Thailand specifically? I had no say in this at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never even been here. Um, when we moved, I went into it completely blind. And so I put all of my faith and trust in the process yeah. And in my partner, 100%. <laughs> nice, nice. And then, so let's let's fast forward to the last point that you mentioned about, you know, finding finding breath work, um, and you know specifically with you know with Niraj and, and Soma. Um, I think for the people listening in that have never engaged um, 
with breath work, you know, they've heard of meditation, they've heard of yoga, you know, the, the physical uh, part of it, specifically, you know, breath work, help, help the, the audience understand what this is, right? Um, and then we can kind of start to dig a little bit deeper into that. Awesome. So I'm going to be fairly blunt. And this is just my own observation and perspective. So take it for what you will. But there, in my opinion, is a big misconception between pranayama and breath work. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so breath work is this Americanized thing where people are sitting in ceremony, like a bunch of hippies and, and, and they're breathing like crazy and hyperventilating. You got a crying person over here. You have somebody screaming and laughing over here. You have somebody shaking over there. And yes, by all means, uh, this does exist and it does happen. <laughs> and I'm not saying anything wrong or bad about it, but uh, when you start to understand that every single breath influences a series of actions and reactions to your mind and your body. You start to really take a deeper understanding and truth to this, this common phrase, uh, life force energy. So your breath is your life force energy. Okay. And so pranayama is the control of life force energy. It's breath control. So think about this without breath, there is no life. You stop breathing and your life will eventually end. And so if you really look at it that way, then you start to understand the importance of this tool that lies right under our nose that we take for granted. And we're not taught how to understand or know these things because we're taught that we have no control over our autonomic nervous system. Okay. That's, it runs on autopilot. This is your digestion, your circulation, your heartbeat, uh, body temperature, uh, many, many other things, your endocrine system, your hormones, neurotransmitters, and it all runs on autopilot. You don't have to think about it because <clears throat> if you had to think about every time you needed to have a heartbeat, I mean, if somebody <laughs> spooked you or scared you, I mean, in that moment you would die <laughs> because yeah. you forgot to have a heartbeat. So this is a very important system, but the cool thing is we do have control over this. And, and I hope I can show you guys uh, later in this, in this talk um, how it is that I can control my autonomic nervous system. But just bringing the understanding alone that your breath is your life force energy and every cell needs oxygen, okay? Oxygen is vital to your energy and your health, but oxygen can also damage every cell in your body. But anyway, there needs to be a gas exchange and oxygen provided to every cell and organ in your body. So again, it's really important that we understand that breath is not just something that runs on autopilot and breath work. Yes, it may be perceived as this like ceremonial type thing, but it, when, you, when you dive into the science and the individual aspects of what your breath does, it's quite profound how much it actually influences every single part of your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a great way to explain it. Um, and when you say, you know, prana, pranayama, that literally translates to life force, and then yama is breath, right? So for, for people listening in, prana is life force, yama is breath. Um, and that, that's how you combine it. It's that the modality, you can call it breath work, but pranayama, that's what it, um, you know, that's what it means. Now, you know, for you specifically, you know, you, you, you found, you said you tried many different things, right? Steven, you said you tried, you had done yoga, you had done, you know, Qigong, all these different modalities, meditation, nothing really worked. Why do you think 
you know, this specifically worked for you? Honestly, I think I just went about it backwards. Because yeah. I, I couldn't find anyone to consult me. Mm. I had no idea where to begin. I get to this island. I'm surrounded by yogis. Everyone's wearing white. And I had lost my identity. My ego was completely jeopardized. And coming from America and being a building engineer at 25 years old, I had a massive ego. And, uh, and so when I lost that identity, I was trying to become everybody else. But I mm. couldn't find anyone to consult me on the right place to start. Mm. And so what I did is I went right into a 30-day intensive yoga training. Then I went into Buddhist meditation. Then I went into energy work, um, Reiki and things like that. And I think I just literally did it completely backwards. Gotcha. So your breath is, has the ability to create coherence and align the functions in the body. Okay. Your brain and your mind are connected to the body and this coherence, actually your heart sends more signals to your brain to react than your brain does to your heart. So by aligning these functions and using the breath to create this harmonic balance state or, or a state of coherence, then your body is going to be more receptive to the other changes that you're going to make. Mm. So basically what happened is I was full of contraction, out of alignment, out of balance, and I was trying to do yoga, meditation, and all these other things. But my body, my physiology, and my mind, and my quality of my thoughts were not in an aligned space to receive those changes. So as much as I was pushing to change in lots of different ways, I, I had missed the very, <clears throat> excuse me, the very first step. And that was getting myself in balance, in coherence and uh, influencing my thoughts and making, actually manufacturing my own happiness through breathing and the release of different hormones in the body. Um, so that's my recommendation to anyone is if you don't know where to start on your healing, your health, or just, you know, your wellness journey, start with breathing. That's the best way to get yourself in an aligned state. So same thing when people uh, are struggling with their, their fitness routine, they're not seeing the changes in their fitness routine or their nutrition, their diet. Okay. There's a good chance it's because of the condition inside of their body that their body's not receiving that. Okay. So for like nutrition, if we're breathing in too much oxygen and we're shallow breathing or fast breathing in and out of our mouth, Okay, then what's happening is we're, we're making the pH of our bloodstream too alkaline. Okay, too much oxygen, too much oxygen. This is another misconception. People think we need more oxygen. And that's far from true. Okay, we need oxygen to thrive, but we don't need more. We need to use the oxygen effectively and efficiently. And that's the issue with most people because um, they're unaware of how they're breathing. But if you're shallow breathing, Okay. You're taking in oxygen, but you're breathing out all the carbon dioxide and carbon dioxide is a magical molecule. It's magic molecule. This is what um, releases the oxygen from the red blood cell that allows it to move into the muscles and tissues where you need it. Okay. So if you are too, if your pH is too alkaline, you're breathing in too much oxygen and you're breathing out all of your carbon dioxide, you become too alkaline. Well, the body is so smart that it'll start to rob um, acid from other parts of the body to balance the pH of your bloodstream, mm. you know, alkaline and acidic. So where do we produce acid in the body? In our stomach. Yeah. And so what happens is we start to remove that acid from the stomach, balance the pH, but now we don't have the proper acid in our stomach to break down the food. 
And so, so now what we're doing is we're not breaking down. We're not um, getting the nutrients that we need. We have floating toxins. These toxins could lead to the leaky gut. Now you're seeping toxins into the body and out of the digestive system. And, and this is where a lot of um, you know, autoimmune disease, chronic diseases actually come into play is this uh, leaky gut and this seeping of toxins and waste into the other parts of the body. So isn't that, isn't that interesting? Just by yeah. shallow breathing, yeah. breathing, you make it too alkaline, robs acid, and now you don't break down food and you wonder why you're fatigued or your, your diet, your new nutrition plan isn't working. It's mm. because you haven't put your body into an aligned state to receive the changes that you want to, to make. Mm. And that's what I later found out. So start with proper breathing, okay? Mm -hmm. Start with proper breathing <laughs> and then incorporate your yoga. Then yeah. incorporate your meditation. It's like somebody that's never meditated before. If you tell them to go sit down and be quiet for an hour, which is just one form of meditation, that's not the way it needs to be um, all the time. But that person's going to go crazy. Mm -hmm. I've sat in silence for 10 days. And I assure you, it's not easy. But there are ways to prepare yourself to do that. And I believe a proper pranayama practice is crucial to that. You'll see much faster changes and it'll be more, much more graceful as you transform as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way that you explain that and how critical breath is in, in all of this and your transformation. And, you know, what you said earlier really, really kind of stood out is, you know, if we didn't, don't have breath, we're not alive, right? Like breath is, is the life force that we live by. Uh, and it's very automatic. It's happening all the time. Now, if somebody wants to get involved and like start off, like, can you share any initial practices when you say, you know, breathe properly? You know, what does that, what does that mean for someone that says, you know, I, I breathe properly already? Like, what do you mean? Uh, so like, how, how does, well, how does one get started? and involved in like breathing properly? This is an awesome question. And it, and it goes in um, to kind of my last uh, previous or my last comment too. So there's a big misconception about oxygen versus carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. Okay. So again, we think we need more oxygen. We're told to breathe deep, breathe more. And it's quite, quite the opposite. In pranayama, the less you breathe, the longer you live. And one way to do this is to return to the Ayurvedic system, okay? In Ayurveda, what they would do is they would look at nature, okay? They would observe nature and its origins, its rhythms, the things that were happening, and then they would apply that to themselves because we are very much connected with nature. So what they would find is that an elephant or a tortoise, okay, they have like two or three breaths a minute and they live over a hundred years, okay? A rodent, hummingbird, a mouse, a rat, whatever, they breathe like 40 or 50 breaths a minute. They live like five years, two years. You know what I mean? And then humans, we average about 20 breaths a minute and we live 80 years. But if you look at the ancient monks, the, um, the shamans, the yogis, they're 80, 90 years old and they look like they're 60. They're super, super young. Mm. Okay. And the reason for this is they live in high altitudes where there's less oxygen, okay? So you guys can do the same thing um, just by in, sitting in, in your home, okay? So the important thing here is that you really try and focus on nostril breathing, okay? It's not about how much air you're taking in. It's about being in rhythm, okay? Again, another thing that they observed in the Ayurvedic system is that nature works off of rhythms, okay? 
Mm. Our body works off of rhythms. So you have the ocean and the tides. You have the rise and fall of the sun and the moon. You have flowers that blossom, open and close. Our body has rhythms, our circadian rhythms, our ultracadian rhythms, circulatory rhythms, cardiovascular rhythms. Everything is rhythmic in our body. So mm. if we have erratic breathing, then you're going to have erratic thoughts. If you have erratic thoughts, you're going to have erratic feelings. If you have erratic feelings, you're going to have erratic emotions. And your emotional state is how you perceive the world around you. I mean, if you think about it, how you feel is how you see. Mm-hmm. You know, If you feel wonderful, you see the kids playing in the park. If you feel like crap, you see the storm coming in over the mountains or you know, over the hill. and go, oh, shit, it's going to rain. You know what I mean? Your emotional state is how you perceive the world. Yeah. So having rhythmic breathing is going to be vital and super important when balancing your emotions and keeping your body aligned. Okay. The other important thing is do not breathe in through your mouth. There's like, unless you are in a high intensity, like sport or fitness, or you're running away from a bear, <laughs> that's a time that you can, you can breathe it in through your mouth because you need to um, increase the ventilation and the gas exchange. But this is very dangerous, okay? So when, when people were living in jungles 100 years ago, okay, they needed to do that. They needed to be able to breathe in through their mouth to activate their sympathetic nervous system so they could run away from a, a panther or a tiger, okay? But we don't live in jungles anymore. What we do is we live in concrete jungles and the bears are our bosses, our deadlines, our jobs, our toxic relationships, um, our projections, our, the social hypnosis that we need to be somebody that we're not. But this is the interesting thing about the body and the nervous system is that the nervous system doesn't know the difference between an actual bear standing in front of you or the thought of a bear standing in front of you. So the same reaction is going to happen to your body and your nervous system. And, and this is really, really dangerous. Okay. So we have to understand that we're not taught how to shut off that stress response. So the thought of a deadline coming up immediately, what happens like when you get scared or when you get stressed, you start to pant, right? You breathe into your chest and in, in and out of your mouth. Well, when you do that, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure rises and you activate dominancy to your sympathetic nervous system. Okay, now you're in a contracted state. You're not staying in rhythm with your breathing. Your thoughts are all over the place. Your emotions are imbalanced. And this is going to eventually your body's just going to break down. And even in the form of an illness. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so this is, an, I, guys, I know I'm painting like a deep, long picture, but I want you to understand how this can be applied and how this is happening in your daily life mm-hmm. just by the thought of that deadline or that email. And we, we criticize ourselves so much, but then it affects your, your breath. Your breath affects your thought and your thoughts will affect your breath. Remember, your breath runs on an autopilot. So if we're not aware of a quality of our breathing and the rhythms of our breathing, then your breath will become subservient to your external environment. And I assure you, most of us listening in on this are not sitting in a monastery meditating in beauty every single day. So Mm -hmm. we need to bring awareness to this. So the thing is that you want to always breathe in and out through your nose. Throughout your day, in and out of your nose is the best way to breathe, okay? In through your nose and out through your mouth is just fine as well, okay? But what happens when you breathe in through your nose, okay, one thing is you warm the air, okay? And when you warm the air, breathing in through your nose, then it allows the oxygen to drop into the lower lobes of your lungs, okay? And there's more parasympathetic nervous receptors in the lower lobes of your lungs, 
So again, creating a more calm, relaxed response. If we're breathing shallow in through our mouth and into our upper chest, there's more sympathetic nervous receptors, fight or flight, that are in the upper lobes. So if we can learn to breathe into our belly and using our nose, then we're going to start to actually um, stay in a much more calm, relaxed state when we're breathing, okay? The other thing is it induces nitric oxide, okay? And nitric oxide is a vasodilator. That means it's going to dilate your blood vessels, your capillaries, and you're going to increase blood flow around the body, okay? Well, what is in our bloodstream? Oxygen. So this is another way to start using oxygen more efficiently is because we need to have really good circulation so that those red blood cells can carry the oxygen um, around the body um, freely. Okay. And the other thing is that it filters the air. It actually cleans it. You have these little, little, like little sticky hair deals, not actual nose hairs, but these little fibers that grab particles and, and clean the air when you breathe in through your nose. So main thing is focus on your nostril breathing slowing the rate of which you breathe and breathing rhythmic. Okay. So like in for two and out for four, this is the best way to breathe. Breathe in for a count of two and through your nose out through your mouth for a count of four. Anytime you extend your exhale. So you breathe in half as much as you breathe out or you breathe out twice as much as you breathe in. Does that make sense? So in for two and out for four, mm -hmm. this is going to keep you calm, relaxed, allow your body to heal, to restore, keep your quality of thoughts, um, good balanced emotions. And this is literally in the ancients and, and pranayama, um, every day of your life, you should be focusing on breathing out twice as much as you breathe in. And that's a rhythm, you know, two, four, if you breathe in for two and out for five, that's not a systemized rhythm. You know, it's off in for two and out for four in for four and out for eight. These are rhythms, okay? It's like a four to the floor beat, a 0.5 ratio. Mm -hmm. So that's the best way. Breathing into your belly and through your nose and breathing in, a, a, in rhythm, and especially mm -hmm. a two-four rhythm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I, I love the, the deepness of the science, but the, the simplicity of the practice. You know, so you, you've, you've you know, kind of gone through why this is important, what it does to our system. And I'm sure some, you know, people are listening in and, and that have never heard about this and they're saying mind blown, right? Like, and it's funny because, uh, you know, breath, like breath is so essential to our being. We talk about exercising. We talk about our physical being. We talk about reading books because that's, that's really important to like, you know, hone your mental skills. Uh, we talk about communication. There's so many different things that we talk about, but breath, we don't really talk about. And that's like, the most essential thing to keep us alive, right? And, and the, the, the science behind it and some of the practices to optimize your breathing, which you're you know, explaining in a beautiful way how you can do that and, and the, the simple practice itself. Um, and the two to four rhythm, I, I, I love that practice. I'm gonna, I was, as you were explaining it, Stephen, I was practicing that and I feel really calm. And one thing I'll say is, you know, the, 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 name of the podcast is growth lab right and my intention is for people to experiment with different things and this is probably breathing is like so easy to do like some of the things that Stephen's saying and you see the results the the quickest right like you'll see a difference in your state if you try this um now you know as we as we kind of look at this even more steve right at a at a, at a deeper level right um 
could you kind of, you know, you kind of mentioned one thing you wanted to do earlier and you had the heart uh, monitor, right? You wanted to kind of actually show the audience this in practice. So let's, let's do that really quickly. No, this is a perfect time, man. Perfect time. Okay. So I have an HRV, a polar HRV chest strap on, and I've been recording it for the last, oh geez, 47 minutes. So it's definitely got a really good reading right now. <laughs> so, um, so what I want to show you is this is a really cool application. I'm, we work with this programmer directly in Soma. And so I really trust this application. So you can see this LF, just look at these top three bars. You have the LF, the HF, and the LF-HF ratio. Okay, your LF is going to be my sympathetic nervous system. That's my, the power frequency. Okay, the HF is my parasympathetic nervous system. Can you explain the LFH, those? Can you yeah, explain? And the LFHF is the ratio, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just to give you guys an overview. So your nervous system is basically, your central nervous system is tied to basically everything in your body. Okay. But it's comprised of two main components. You have your sympathetic and your parasympathetic. Sympathetic is going to be your fight or flight. This is your survival mode. Okay. And this is a uh, very, uh, it's one of the most beneficial things for you because it can become your drive, your motivation, your energy. And, but it's also one of the most dangerous because we are not generally taught how to turn it off. And if it's left on, it's detrimental to your health. Detrimental. I can't tell you guys how serious I am. If you're dealing with chronic stress, then you literally your cells are going to break down, your breathing, your emotions, depression, anxiety, chronic disease is all going to be a product of chronic stress. So it's so important, but it's also one of the most beneficial things. Okay. It's very, very important for, for your health. Um, well, for your motivation and drive your energy. So that's the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. Your parasympathetic is your rest and digest. Okay. This is how your body heals. This is how you, this is the state that you uh, digest and break down food when you're in a resting state. And generally we think being parasympathetic is sleeping or deep relaxation. And that's not the case. So being parasympathetic just means that you're not in a stress response. So literally I can be moving a hundred miles an hour, boom, 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 and still be somewhat parasympathetic. So that's another thing. It's important. It's just the more resting state that the body should be in. We should be parasympathetic most of our day. Okay. We only need to be sympathetic in a do or die situation or when we're really trying to push forward. Okay. So a thing to keep in mind. And a lot of people, real quickly, Stephen, a lot of people in the States and Europe and just the Western world, when you're kind of working day in and day out, they, they operate out of that sympathetic nervous system, right? Like they're in that um, most of the time, like the fight or flight going from day to day in that stress mode, right? So as you're, as you're explaining that, this is so essential guys, like to be able to kind of go from the sympathetic to the, the parasympathetic and perhaps you know, breath work being a great place, way to do that. Um, if you, as you're showing your, your you know, the, the monitor, perhaps you can even talk about like how someone can be in the parasympathetic if they're always finding themselves just in the fight or flight, you know, just in that stressor mode. And, you know, an example of that is like, if you're watching the news all the time and to Steven's earlier point, you know, your mind 
and your body doesn't know the difference of the dangers you're seeing, it actually uh, perceives that as true. So then you're always on fight or flight. Um, so then, you know, you, you need to be able to turn that off because if you're living by that day to day and you're sleeping by that, uh, that's going to cause you a lot of illness and a lot of stress and cons consistent stress, and that's going to turn into disease. Um, so I just wanted to mention that because it's such an important point, and I'm glad you brought it up. So perhaps you can talk about how you can be more in the parasympathetic. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, and then that's so well played. And that's a perfect example. Guys, fear, worry, projecting into a false future that has negative outcomes that is not real, hasn't happened. You don't know if it's going to happen is one of the leading causes to the body shutting down and breaking down. So, um, so now you guys understand the, the two sides of the nervous system and, and don't shy away from the parasympathetic. This is, this should be your resting state. Okay. Um, we're just taught that we should just be sympathetic, sympathetic, but it's very, very dangerous. So as you can see here, the LF is really high and you can see my stress levels are up quite a bit, almost all the way. And it's because I'm talking really fast and because I've had a coffee this morning and obviously I'm nervous. I'm on, I'm on camera and all this. So for me to be very sympathetic is very, it, it's it's correct. You know, I should be a little bit sympathetic right now, but here's the thing. If I become too sympathetic, then I'm not going to stay focused. I'm going to lose my train of thought. I'm not going to speak clearly and fluently. And so if you're watching this in a video, you'll notice that when he begins to talk, I'm, I'm doing an extended exhale. I'm breathing in a two, four rhythm to try and calm myself down so that I stay in balance. So again, this is breaking this like stigma that we need to sit in meditation or ceremony to be able to achieve these great things in our body. And trust me, they're beautiful sessions and they're very much uh, worth doing on a regular basis. But I want to bring more pragmatical, like how you can do this sitting at your desk, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I want to show you guys right now. So as you can see, I am heavily sympathetic. And what I want to show you is literally in like two minutes, okay, how I'm going to be able to switch this completely by using a two, four breathing pattern. I'm going to become fully, fully parasympathetic. And it just, this is going to show you how, well, how powerful your breath is and how powerful the single routine is. So if you're getting ready to go out on a date and you are, your heart's pounding, you're holding your breath in and you're stressed out. Okay. Well, you don't want to be that way. You want to be in flow. You want to be in that flow state. Then you can use this breathing rhythm to help get you into that state. Mm -hmm. Same thing with, with fitness, with sports, before you walk into a business meeting, or if your boss is yelling at you, breathing in that two, four rhythm, <laughs> you grounded so you don't freak out on them, you know? Yeah. And real so, quick, Steven, on the, on the numbers, can you, can you show me the numbers that so we'll read it out real quick and then how they change? Cause the people that are just listening in and not looking at the video. Um, uh, okay. So we're looking at the, the top, right? So it's 1292, uh, and then on the sympathetic and then 264, the parasympathetic, the top numbers, right? That's what we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. So my sympathetic nervous system is at what, 1390 yep. and my parasympathetics at just below 300 yep. and the ratio is 5.0. So really the ratio is the most important thing just to make it simple. Yeah. So right now I am 
0.5.0, okay? Zero or 0.1 is going to be completely balanced, okay? okay. So I'm 5.0. That's how many points above my balanced state that I'm in. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, 1.0 is balanced state. That means the sympathetic and parasympathetic are balanced is 1.0. So as you can see, I'm highly stressed out. Okay. And which is good because I want to show you guys, uh, <laughs> I want to show you that, uh, about this and I need to be stressed out to show you the benefits. So this is good. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me just play a track for you guys real quick. Um, Actually, let me just do this instead. <clears throat> okay, let me know if you can hear this, okay? All right. Yep. Sound okay? Yep. Amazing. All right, everybody. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to hit play on this for a second. And I'm going to start breathing in a two, four rhythm. Okay. <clears throat> I encourage you guys to actually follow along and I'm going to uh, hold the phone up to the screen the best that I can. So you guys can see it and we'll just do this for a few minutes. So follow along, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth, no force, no tension. It's about connecting the inhale to the exhale. So there's no pause. Okay. We're breaking our rhythm when there's a pause between the inhale and exhale. And because our body works off of rhythms, it's important that we have a continuous circuit of breath, inhales and exhales connecting. So there's no pause between the two. Um, breathe into your belly. Remember in through the nose, out through the mouth, smooth, connected, rhythmical breathing. It's really simple, actually. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Okay. Right now I'm at excuse me, 1600 in my sympathetic and 280 and I'm at 5.5. Okay. So I'm 5.5 above my balance level. So let's do this. Series of inhales and exhales. 
the smooth, connected rhythm of your breath. As you can see, I've already dropped significant most balance. Watch y'all become fully person. With each breath, feel yourself becoming more and more relaxed. You breathe in and out. That's right, breathing in and out. That's amazing. <laughs> now, I've, now I've shifted. I'm actually parasympathetic dominant. If I keep going, it'll just keep going. Keep, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> That's amazing. I need to go any farther, actually. That, uh, <laughs> that just shows you how quickly you yeah, know where to be. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, so guys, uh, let me uh, <laughs> let me just share what just happened. So. 5.0 is where Steven was, which was, um, he was in the, the fight or flight. Um, and over maybe a minute or two of the music going on, it's now come down to 0.7, one point, it was 1.0, now it's at 0.7, which is amazing. And that was a very simple technique you just showed us, Steven. So that's, that's so amazing. And, and to what you were sharing, I was doing it myself and I feel you know, super in the moment and super relaxed and such an easy thing. Um, wow, that, that's amazing. Um, I absolutely uh, encourage if you didn't follow along, try that. If you're, if you're driving a vehicle or something like that, maybe maybe hold off until you're in a safe place. But if you're sitting down in your home, absolutely try that because you know I noticed a difference. I saw it and you had a a, a, a monitor right a body monitor Stephen that he's putting yeah, yeah. on his on his chest and that's how he was able to record that um yeah that that's such an amazing way to to track and that it's and amazing it. too because yeah. it's it's staying there so that's a sign that I have a strong nervous system because I'm staying in my parasympathetic yeah so if I was super stressed out as soon as I stopped that breathing my sympathetic it would go right back up right back up and mine's yeah. staying Wrong. So this is another thing guys to understand is the more you are leaving your breath on autopilot and your nervous system is reacting to stressful situations, but you're not turning it off. What we did just there is we turned off the stress response. Okay. So it's really important that you turn that off. Okay. Because if you don't, then what'll happen is your nervous system will become trigger happy. So the more that you trigger your sympathetic nervous system, the easier it is to trigger that survival mode, that mm -hmm. fight or flight. Okay. So we think that we're gaining strength by being in stressful situations when it's actually the opposite, the more stressful situations we're putting ourselves in. And if we don't return back to balance, then what eventually what'll happen is you'll, you'll, you'll trigger that fight or flight even faster even faster becomes trigger happy and this is really dangerous it really really is so there's a more positive way to strengthen your nervous system and this is actually holding your breath out with no air in the lungs 
And this is one of the main things that we teach in Soma Breath. And I, I love to teach to my clients. I teach it in my online courses and it's intermittent hypoxia or in Sanskrit, um, <clears throat> Rishaka Kumbhaka. Um, that's actually holding your breath out and mm. take it one step farther. Nishisha Rishaka Kumbhaka is holding your breath out past the comfort zone. So what happens is you trigger a bit of a panic sensation. So if you hold your breath out with no air in the lungs, you remove all the air and hold, you're going to start to feel a panic sensation. Okay. Mm. This is triggering your nervous system, but it's a positive stress. So if you train in this daily, one of the most like massive transformations you will see is that you're able to handle stressful situations with ease. You mm. don't fly off the handle. You don't freak out. And it's, it's amazing. It was one of the first things I saw when I started training in um, Kumbaka breath retention is I was not flying off the handle like I used to. I wasn't mm -hmm. affected um, by things that you'd normally piss me off or send me into a whirlwind or make me upset. It didn't bother me at all. I was mm -hmm. okay. And I've mm -hmm. seen this from hundreds and hundreds of people that I've taught. Mm -hmm. It's really amazing. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. One of the best things that you can do is train in intermittent hypoxia. It, it probably is the best thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. So we've all heard of athletes going to the top of Himalayas or in high altitudes to train especially like cross-country people, um, long cross-country bikers, things like that. And it's because it's less oxygen. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. when you hold your breath out, you lower oxygen. But the other thing, if you remember what I said earlier, what's the magic molecule? It's carbon dioxide. Mm -hmm. So when you breathe in, you breathe in oxygen. When you breathe out, you breathe out carbon dioxide. And we think CO2 is a waste product. Granted, it is, but it's also the most vital thing um, for the exchange of oxygen in the body. So when you mm -hmm. breathe in, oxygen binds to a red blood cell, um, and the hemoglobin in the red blood cell grabs the oxygen. That's what binds it, okay? Mm -hmm. But if you do not have proper CO2 levels, then the oxygen doesn't leave the hemoglobin. The hemoglobin doesn't let go of the oxygen, and it never allows the oxygen to enter into the muscles, the tissues, other cells, your organs, it stays bound to the red blood cell. Okay. And this is what I was talking about. We don't need to breathe in more. We actually need to train in holding our breath out for short periods throughout the day because that rise in carbon dioxide is what releases the oxygen from the red blood cell. Mm -hmm. So it's not about taking in more. It's about using effectively what you currently have in your body. And this is going to be done through um, intermittent hypoxia or kumbaka. Mm -hmm. So another thing, and it's going to strengthen your nervous system. Another thing too, is you produce more red blood cells, believe it or not. It's called, it's a growth hormone called EPO. And I believe it's producing the kidney, but this is released and you produce more red blood cells when you are in a low oxygen environment and the CO2 levels start to rise. That triggers the response to produce more red blood cells. And so now you have more cells carrying around oxygen in the body. So you don't need more oxygen because you have more soldiers carrying it around effectively. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So the, the, the breath, like that, that part of it. So is that you can do that throughout the course of the day, if you're kind of like the, the holding of the breath out, um, or would you suggest if somebody really wants to get involved and learn more about this, um, that they perhaps take a take a class on this, you know, because starting out with the, the two to four, I think is a very simple thing. 
but you know, what, what would you recommend there on the, on the second glass piece that you just mentioned? Yeah, this is a bit more of a, a complex, um, like practice, yeah. uh, only because you just need to be safe guys. If yeah. you're just starting off with this, do not do this driving, do not do this while operating machinery, do not hold your breath out while swimming or in water or in the bathtub, nothing like that. Okay. And there's a couple of other contradictions or contraindications. Like if you've recently had a heart attack or, um, cardiovascular surgery, okay. Um, you don't want to be doing breath retentions. Okay. If you have COPD, okay. Which this means that your blood uh, oxygen saturation level is low, which means that you're almost already hypoxic. Um, which means you're below 85% oxygen saturation in your bloodstream. This is another case. So you don't need to be doing that. We actually need to increase your oxygen, not drop it. Um, and then epilepsy is another really big one. So any current surgeries, COPD or epilepsy, please um, just consult myself or another uh, SOMA instructor um, because they're trained very, very well to deal with these types of things. So please just use this. Um, with a lot of honor and respect. It's an ancient pranayamic technique. It's very, very, very powerful. Um, but it also is something I encourage you guys to, to check out. We call them daily doses. So meditation doesn't need to be boring. That's the other cool thing is why not make meditation fun? Okay. So if you're going to be holding your breath out and there's kind of these icky feelings that may come up because you're, you stopped breathing and the body's like, oh, what the hell? What are we doing here? Um, it's nice that you're listening to some guidance, some ambient, beautiful music and, and kind of in that moment of stillness, this is when we create visualizations and this is that mind body connection and where you can really bend and alter your reality. Because when you press pause on your breath, you press pause on life and there's different things that happen to the brain and your brain waves and, uh, parts of your default mode network, um, that are going to be triggered and start to happen that are really, really, really profound. Um, but yeah, you just need to make sure you use it, um, you know, uh, respectfully. And we have really cool meditations that will take you into two breath retentions. It's about a 20 minute meditation. You can find these online. I have them on my Breathe with Steve site. You can go to the Soma Breath site and check them out there as well. And yeah. this is a great place to start. We call them daily doses. And I can even share a link to one of mine um, actually, if it's okay with you, I'd be happy to share, um, one of these daily doses. This is great to do in the morning. And then I also just recently launched a sleeping breathwork meditation that is really, really calming that like the deepest states of relaxation. And that way, all of your viewers have something a bit more energizing in the morning, and it's going to help strengthen their nervous system and something that's going to turn their stress off so quickly. They'll be falling asleep before they know it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. That'll be beautiful. I'll, I'll, I'll link that. And the two websites you said, Stephen is, um, breathe with Steve.com. Was that, yep. was that the first one? Breathe with Steve. Yeah. .com. Breathe with Steve is the YouTube channel, the website, um, pretty much everything, Instagram and, and then, then Soma breath.com or okay. the Soma breath YouTube channel. will have the meditations on there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that. This has been a, a beautiful conversation, Steve. Um, you know, and, and, I love, as I said earlier, I love the depth of the science, but the simplicity of the practice, you know, it's not, it's not complicated, but there's so much happening with your breath and, and the inner workings of your body. You're just all connected to your breath and how you're breathing. Um, and, you know, as I, as I think about this conversation, I, I, I knew the benefits 
of pranayama and breath work and you've just kind of deepened that and how important that is you know as as you go out through the course of your day and what i loved is is the the point of how you can bring this in the simple practice of two to four before you get on an important call because there's a lot of listeners that you know work in the corporate setting or are entrepreneurs you know whatever they may be doing or even if you're you know about to go in and, and meet someone you know go on a date or whatever the case may be you can do this and it will absolutely you know calm you and, and you try it and see how how much of an impact just that alone has and if this piques your interest there's a lot around this right there's there's you can really go deep with this stuff uh so if if, if anything if this is piqued your interest go check out steve uh you know go deeper into it um because i i absolutely know the benefits i try to do breath work uh you know consistently as as much as i can i've been actually funny enough steve at I've been doing a lot more this month than I have previously. And this is very timely. So it deepens me even more. Uh, so thank you for joining us. It's, it's, uh, it's Saturday morning for steam in Thailand. So I appreciate you uh, joining on your Saturday. We really enjoyed the conversation. Absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you. Oh man. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. And guys also know too, that yes, your breath can, can calm you down and deeply relax you. And this is one of the most important things about it but it also can do the opposite. It can burst your energy. So when you train in holding your breath out, this intermittent hypoxia, you become more efficient at producing energy because of the, the brief periods of less oxygen. Mm. And so your mitochondria becomes more efficient. And this is how you produce energy. So actually doing these practices are actually gonna increase your energy levels, mm-hmm. get you really, really in that peak state of energy but you're also going to be building strength to your nervous system. So you don't burn out your nervous system. You do the two in tandem, more energy. You also strengthen the nervous system and you've learned how to calm yourself down. Those are the three things. And it's two practices, extending your exhale and holding your breath out. And these are the two things that are going to just tremendously change your life. And we've only scratched the surface. So yeah, if you want to learn more, definitely go check out these sites and uh, reach out to me and I'm happy to go even deeper. This is my passion, my love. And um, guys, if I can do it, an old, an old country boy from Missouri um, <laughs> that you know did construction his whole life, uh, if I can change my life, so can you. So please always be um, open and encouraged to be your best and um, just enjoy life as much as you can. And Great things can happen and you can create and alter your reality. Um, but what are you projecting into? So stay positive. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to end the episode. Thank you so much, Steve. Yes. Appreciate you, buddy.